As a little kid, I could quickly tell you and easily tell you the sins of my brothers, even my parents, my classmates, even my friends. But as the conscience would become more formed, I would come to understand that I needed to look within my own heart. And having been blessed to be able to go to Catholic schools, we were told very early on that we are to be holy. We hear that even in the second reading today from St. Paul to the Corinthians, where we hear, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to you who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy with all those everywhere who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ their Lord and ours. That would terrify me because I would come to realize how sinful I was. Because of original sin, of course, we all have broken inclinations to easily give in to the things that are not of God. And those types of ways that we experience that are disordered desires, a weakened will to do the right thing, a darkened intellect to be able to see through what is not true, good, and beautiful, and to so easily stumble and fall. In order to be holy, we have to be made holy. Now, that doesn't mean that all the responsibility is on God to say, okay, God, you got to make me holy. God knows his job. And he gives us everything we need to be holy. All we need to do is to cooperate with that grace that comes from God. Because grace, that is the spiritual help that comes from God, is always sufficient. But he wants us to freely choose for ourselves that we want to be holy, that we want to cooperate with his grace, that we will allow ourselves to be transformed evermore into the likeness of Christ. One of the great fallacies that can happen in the spiritual life is we think holiness is all about what we're going to do. And we have to take that first step. Actually, that first step is given to us by God, who gives us the desire to be holy, to seek out what is good, true, and beautiful, and to live in accord with it. He also gives us that grace and capacity to cooperate with him and all the actual graces we need in our lives that relate to our own particular circumstances and vocations. In other words, we have everything we need from God to be holy. So how do we get there? We remember that all good things come from God. And we grow in an ever greater dependence upon God and not ourselves. That's what we see reflected so beautifully even in this first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, where he says, The Lord said to me, You are my servant Israel, through whom I show my glory. Now the Lord has spoken, who formed me as your servant from the womb, and Jacob may be brought back to him. And Israel gathered with him. And I made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. 
So as we continue our journey in the spiritual life, it's very important to remember that we need to rely upon the strength that comes from God. And that what cooperation looks like is not grabbing or trying overextending ourselves. It's literally spending more time in prayer and communion with God to know how to cooperate. It's like a friendship. One needs to learn how to grow in that friendship, how to understand the other, and how to respond in a loving way. It's in the intimacy of the Lord that not only do we find the strength, we find the clarity of mind. We find the conviction and the strength to do whatever God asks of us. That's what happened to Isaiah. It's what happened to St. Paul. And it's what happened to St. John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist is for us a beautiful witness because he recognized his need for God. He realized, I am not God. But he realized that he was given a grace from God to call people to conversion, to prepare the way for the Lord. As we honor and remember our beloved Pope Emeritus Benedict, I can only imagine in his own life how many times he would have said, well, I can't do that. He's a very humble and quiet sort of man. And yet he kept plodding along, trying to respond to God's grace, and of course, he, like all of us, had all that he needed. But it requires a deep trust in God, a trust that God will provide for us what we need along this spiritual journey, and to move beyond the awkwardness of responding to God's grace. So when he calls us, invites us to gather others with us to come to church or to share in Bible studies or in spiritual conversations, we might feel so very, very awkward. I certainly did as a kid and a good majority of my life until I gave just enough room for God to give me the courage to be vulnerable, realizing I don't need to have all the answers. All I need to do is love, rely on God, and continue to grow in the things and the ways of God to be able to provide some answers, but not just on the natural level, on the spiritual level, on the theological level, but especially on the level of the heart-to-heart -heart communications with God. My brothers and sisters, in our baptism, we are all called to be holy. We are all entrusted with everything we need to be holy. And all we need to do is be vulnerable enough to respond to the grace of God and to guard our lives, our bodies, our soul, our mind from the deceptions of the world today, the ways of the evil one, the ways of the world, the ways of the flesh, the ways of the ego. But as we draw closer to the Lord, we will be able to see it more clearly, and we will have the strength to withstand whatever trial comes our way. Personal tragedy, personal difficulties in health, mind, body, or spirit. God is faithful. As we remember today Isaiah, as we remember today St. Paul, as we remember today St. John the Baptist, Pope Benedict, all those people in our lives who are for us witnesses 
Let us pray for the grace to follow where the Lord leads and to let his light radiate through us so that the holiness of God is shared generously with others.